an interview with the Public Service Association and they're going to be speaking about the latest report to be tabled before Parliament that shows that 35% of individuals and officials who are posted to positions of senior managers, this is within the public service, do not have the required qualifications. And the PSA is specifically pointing to the issue of CADA deployment as leading to this um, problem that is currently being faced by the public service. Ruben Malika is the general manager of the PSA and joins me on the line. Mr. Malika, good morning to you. Good morning, Katie, and good morning to the listeners of SAFM. I suppose the the timing here is quite coincidental, right? Because today we are going to hear evidence from Gwedeman Dasha regarding the work of the Deployment Committee of the ANC and how exactly they go about deploying some officials within state institutions. And the ANC has always argued that these individuals are there to ensure that all state entities are complying and aligning with the election manifesto of the party and that they are there to almost be um, to to safeguard the interests of the ANC because uh, people who have voted for the ANC would want to see the manifestation of its manifesto uh, expressed in some ways uh, through government policy. You are raising issues about CADA deployment right now. Why? Yeah, thank you very much, Casey. Uh, I think that that is the mistake that uh, maybe they are doing, to say that if you have to execute the mandate of a particular department, you need to belong to a particular political party. That's a big mistake. Because here we are talking about professionals. Because if you're a DG or DDG or one of the senior managers, you should be professional and not be executing mandate based on a political mandate. Because... A department is not a political party. And that's why we are concerned that in many instances, there's this issue of interdeployment, nepotism, and a way of saying when a particular minister moves from one department to another, the DGs are suspended, the DGs are removed, or DDGs, mainly because of personal interest and also the issue of cater deployment. And that is the problem that we are sitting with right now, where... The departments that are actually being mentioned in that report are the worst performing departments. Mm, mm. Let's talk about the findings of, of that report and, like you were saying, some of, of, of the departments that are affected. Look, look at the police. Uh, it's one of the mentioned departments. Look at the rate of crime, the rate at which people have lost trust in the police. It simply tells you that if you've got senior management that is also put in particular position because of deployment or because of nepotism. How do you then encourage a normal officer who is on the ground, who has been a career police officer, simply being ignored because of it's not belonging to a particular, a particular political party? And look at the Department of Rural Development and Land Reform. Today, as we speak, actually yesterday, we have seen just here at Rabaridge, the kind of protest that people have about land tells you that we are sitting with managers and senior managers who doesn't actually understand the mandate of the department but could understand the political dynamics, and which is irrelevant to the mandate of the department. Ruben, is there work that the, PS, the PSA is doing 
to understand the capacity issues that exist within the state. And and part of why I'm asking this question is because oftentimes we're told that there isn't enough capacity, that we have either, you know, uh, the the wrong the the right people in the wrong jobs, or that there's a broader issue of people just not being qualified as as we're talking about today to be in those positions. But given that some of these individuals would be members of your organisation, I'm assuming that there would be work to understand even a skills audit of your own members versus the positions that they occupy and whether those are matched. Look, as a union, obviously we cannot uh, conduct any kind of this audit uh, on our members when they occupy positions in, in, in government. But what we encourage is that uh, people in positions where they are employed, they must actually have the basics, the knowledge, experience, and also, what is most important, the interest. One must have that uh, you know, eagerness of they say, I'm going to serve the public. Because... If really you can have qualifications and experience, but you don't really have that willingness and eagerness to serve the public, then it becomes irrelevant that the experience and, and qualifications. Because why would you sit in an office knowing that outside there's a queue of a, a kilometer at the public department, but you are not even willing to understand why such a long queue? But if you've got interest with your qualification and experience, you'll be able to deal with the outside that the public requires your, your your services. All what we are saying is the PSA. We are saying we support the, the call by the president to professionalize the public service to ensure that people who occupy those positions are no longer also on the issue of contracts. Because the other problem that we are sitting with is that they put DGs, DDGs on what we call a five-year contract. And that really or, or interrupt the uh, execution of the mandate because you're sitting with a person for five years. After five years, then you have got a new person again who has to take some months or even years to understand the mandate of the organization. But if you get rid of that provision of saying uh, people in that position must be on a five-year contract, people should be full-time employed, know that you are there for 10 years, and there's continuity. There's also experience and knowledge of a department of this person that is in charge of the department. Then we are going to see that uh, most of the public service being professionalized. And even people who are in the private sector are going to become interested mm -hmm. to serve the public because they would know that I'm going to have a full-time job. I'm going to be a professional. Continuity is going to be necessary for me to be ensure that the market is delivered of a particular department. Ruben, why can't you as, 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 as an association conduct a skills audit? So, I, I mean, are, are you saying that effectively where, where your members are concerned and, and that are, you know, working in certain positions that you don't know what their, their qualifications and what the, or, or even what their skills are? Look, remember at the same time, um, as a trade union, we've got an obligation of furthering the interest rights of our members. So, uh, and we don't, when we um, uh, recruit, um, have a discretion of saying, you know, since occupying that position, let's find out if you're in the right position and whether the questions are correct. Because ultimately, if employer comes in a position to say that, Kathy, you are not in the right position, we want to demote you. 
that member is going to come for advice to us and is going to also uh, request assistance in terms of uh, discipline or legal assistance to defend that position. At the same time, we are saying this abnormality that is being created by development uh, nepotism must stop so that we don't have this crisis of sitting with senior managers who are even uh, members of unions, sitting in a situation where they're going to compromise the employer and also as, 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 as trade unions, because we don't want to enter in a situation that we're going to be in conflict with our members who are in that position, but at the same time, a, a crisis that has been created deliberately by trade employment and nepotism. I, I'm going to explore some of, some of the issues that you've raised based on your answers a bit more. It's 11.30. Amanda Machaka is standing by with your latest news headlines. I'm in conversation with Ruben Maleka. He is the general manager at the Public Servants Association. Does that sound right? One would think that the best way unions are able to support their workers is also understanding and identifying where they need skills. You know, with the advent of um, technology and the move by so many institutions to online platforms that in some ways is risking the jobs of people, one would think that this is an issue that is also of priority to organizations like the PSA. I'll take your view on it when we continue. Amanda, good morning. Hashtag SFM Talking Point. You're live on The Talking Point. And, of course, you can also get in touch with us this morning. The number to use, 011-714-2006. That's the phone line. And on WhatsApp, you can text us on 614 I'll take your WhatsApp voice notes and your messages there. And, of course, on Twitter, it's at SFM Radio, the hashtag there, SFM Talking Point. I'm in conversation with Ruben Maleka. He's the general manager at the Public Servants Association. We're talking about this latest report being you know filed before parliament and it shows that 35% or nearly 35% of senior managers in the public service do not have the required qualifications to be in their jobs the psa is pointing the finger on this uh, policy of cadre deployment this morning we've heard from Gwede Mandashe at the Zondo Commission of Inquiry that the ANC doesn't have a cadre deployment policy but that they do have a deployment policy and of course you would also know about the deployment committee of the organization now Ruben before we went to break I was still questioning you on this this idea that as a union you don't really know the kind of skills that your members possess and how are you able to safeguard their interests especially in the shifting nature of work if you don't even know what it is that they need in order to assist them to be able to either create different kind of positions for themselves within organizations or even stay in in some in some positions look first of all let me state that from our as a union our interest is that we want uh, our members or the public servants in general to have learning and development taking place in the workplace. At the same time, we also want them to get opportunity in terms of bursaries to study further. And mm. with that position, we have actually in 2014 um, tabled that uh, matter in the PACBC, which is the bargaining forum. There's a resolution in place that uh, deals with uh, you know issues of offering of bursaries and 
qualifications and what are the benefits of one who obtained a particular qualification. That the resolution is in place, it has been signed, it's been implemented. So that gives you the view that as a union, we are also concerned about uh, the development of, of our members within the workplace. At the same time, that's why we have made provision or a demand that they be afforded opportunity to learn and develop themselves within the workplace. That is the role of us as a trade union. Let me go to Brian. Brian, you're calling us from Cape Town, and you want to talk about CADA deployment. Good morning, Brian. Uh, good morning to you, Kathy. Mm. I just want to confirm uh, what your guest, Ruben, has been saying regarding CADA deployment, nepotism, cronyism. Mm. Um, look, we see this in ESCOM, SAA, uh, all the parastatals, in fact, the SOE, SOEs, and, of course, the, the, the most recent one, uh, the post office is busy on the brink of collapse as well or, or being liquidated or, or insolvent, as, I, as I've been hearing on, on the radio and, mm. uh, and media in general. But let me just explain why this is so. You see, um, it is, as Lenin has stated many two centuries ago, the state is an organization of the ruling capitalist ruling party mm. the state when i talk about the state i talk about all the the police uh, generals the army generals the the health sector the educational sector the the soes the, the heads of the parastatal the, the state itself is an organization of the ruling party that mm. is why you see the the ease at which they can loot and enrich themselves and not one has ever been jailed and imprisoned. So I think the, I think this comment sums it all up. The state of a capitalist society is an organization of the capitalist ruling party. All right, Brian, thanks okay. for calling in. I remember okay. you from earlier on in the week. I see you've been digging deep into your political ideology. No, I've always done it all my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great to hear your view on the radio, Brian. Yeah, okay, thank you very much. <laughs> all thank right, you. sure. Thank Brian, you. Out, uh, Brian out in Cape Town. Uh, Anonymous, good morning. Morning, Anish. Hey, Ralu, what's your name? Hey, Ron. Ron. You know your topic, Katie. I'm my first caller, anyway. Welcome, welcome to the show, Anonymous. Just listening to you. This really... Breaks my heart. Mm. It started the wounds again. Mm. Mm. Because in the public servant, there is no fairness. There's no respect. All the things that they wrote, they wrote the basic conditions of him, whatever they are calling, mm. they just should be quoting them. Katie, if I'm telling you, I remember the apartheid time. Because you will be promoted according to what you have, not because you are a preferred candidate. Mm. We are struggling because of the ANC that we elect in 1994, and we regret this state. I'm having a master's on level five, level seven, sorry, they're promoting their own people. Mm. That is why the same management is like that because they took their... That is this guy was saying now, 
because of the ANC. They prefer they, they preferred candidates are the ones that are sitting there looting the state because they don't have a clear what is happening. Mm-hmm. You can't take a person from the from the college or the university and just put that person as a manager. And the person there are lots of people there who are capable and they've got qualification to do those jobs. But because that person is not the preferred candidate of the ANC, that person doesn't get the job. Mm. It's fair. And anonymous, just tell me, you know, in terms of in terms of your own personal experience, what is it like, you know, having worked hard to get these qualifications and I imagine also trying to understand the job that you're doing to see others kind of come in um, that that haven't been part of the organization, that don't understand the issues and taking up senior positions? It's demoralizing. And it's giving us depression also. Mm. It's terrible, I'm telling you. I think the whole of the public servant is like that. Those people that used to carry the cover, the government and saying this morning when I woke, I'm going to work. I'm going to do one, two, three before 12 or before my lunch. That's Spirit is gone, it's time. Because even the PMDS, that's saying they grade according to your level of performance, it's not true. It's got eyes. If you can go to most of the hospitals and they will tell you the cleaners that it's got MS, it's got eyes in Almaso, PMDS. What does it mean? So effectively, your experience has been that where people are qualified, where people have the experience and are or should be due for some promotion or some increases, that does not happen unless they have the backing of... You can have a moral qualification, sorry to interrupt you. Mm. After you finish your diploma or your degree, after you're upgrading yourself, Mm -hmm. you will only get the 7%, the 10% of your your annual knowledge. Mm -hmm. That ends there. It's finished, and it's a once-off payment, mm. remember? Mm. Mm. You have done something like master's, now you are going to think of doing PhD. And remember, you are taking your own money. You're not using their money. Mm. Because mm. you are not on their line for you to be given money. Mm. So so are you saying that even the bursaries that are there go to specific people? Exactly. Ruben, let me bring you in here and perhaps you can also speak about it from the experience more broadly of, of the union and the kind of complaints that, that you have to deal with. Anonymous's story, is this a unique story at all? Look, the Anonymous, uh, what he's pointing out is the reality on the ground. Mm. Uh, that most of the public servants are really demoralized. Uh, they don't have any... You know, one can say eagerness of performing at a particular level because they are aware that it doesn't matter what you, uh, your performance is, it's, not, it's going to be not uh, when it comes to issues of motions and cognition. The PMDS in the, system, uh, the PMDS system in the public is indeed a crisis because it's no longer used for what the purpose is. In many instances, uh, it is equally now being a, some sort of a scheme of rotation of saying, you know, this year, Katie, you'll get it, uh, next case, Ruben, and, you know, no longer an issue of saying, what is the development of this person? Because it's being used only solely for issues of, of incentive bonus. Mm. Nobody comes to me and says, Ruben, look, um, we intend to develop you in terms of um, you know, financial skills because we are looking at in the next 
four or five years, you might require the skills given the potential that you have to become a manager. So those are kind of things that are not happening in terms of PNDS. Is it true what the rumors is saying? Secondly, the issue of people with the relevant qualifications are sitting in lower positions and somebody is parachuted into a managerial position because of deployment and demoralize those who have qualifications, who have been in the system, who knows that, I mean, I've got 10 years and I've been in a particular job. Somebody who, without qualification, uh, what we call, they call deviations. They've made a deviation requirement to the DG to employ somebody without the relevant uh, experience, qualification, and that person is parachuted. Those are kind of dynamics that we need to deal with in the public mm-hmm. service. Hence, we are supporting the public service amendment bill, and we are going to make those inputs in the public service amendment bill to ensure that the process that are followed in the public service, especially this animal called deviation, is being abused. Because instead of following the, red, the relevant procedures of saying, say, for argument, uh, this post requires uh, a degree and uh, five years experience. I'll tell you that we've got somebody with 20 years experience, um, but it's dramatic, but will require a deviation. And the question is, but we've got all number of people that are uh, lined up within the department who has actual uh, qualification experience. Why do we now have to make specifically for somebody else, individually, for deviation? Those are kind of things that need to be resolved in the uh, public service amendment bill that is on the table right now. All right. Anonymous, let me just wrap up with you and, and find out when you see the kind of behavior and treatment that you have seen, does that encourage you to stay in the public service or uh, do you want to look elsewhere? Katie, if, if, if it was possible yesterday, I should have got a job somewhere. Mm. Because I've got 21 years in that division, whereby I'm lead by a person who's got less than 10 years mm. on that field of work. What can you call that? It's really, really, really depressing to public servant. It gives me, you know, it gives me, that's why I said to you, it brings the, 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 the old wounds. Mm. It's really terrible. That's why we're asking, why did we vote for ANC? We vote ANC for itself and its families and their cronies so that they can enjoy the, 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 to enjoy the riches of this country. We are people when they need us to vote, to vote for them. After that, we are nothing. They don't even see us, mm-hmm. that we are human beings. This really, it hurts me. For people having doctorate, having masters, being led by people who doesn't have anything. It's really terrible. Why are we going to school? Why must we t- take our children to school? Or why do we suffer ourselves to study mm. at night mm. and doing all the assignments at night? To be right. on just one place. Hmm? That's why the Israelites said, Moses, it was better for you to leave us in Canaan. We were having nice life there, even if we were, we were slaves. Hmm. 
Oh, anonymous, thank you, thank you so much for for calling in and for putting in that view. And I can hear that you you know you're deeply hurt by um, just the experience of what is happening around you, and you're directly affected, especially as as an employee in the public service. You know, uh, anonymous there talking about how she's been one of those that has been overlooked, uh, and and it's been due to what she believes is this policy of of CADA deployment. Vincent in Bloom, good morning. Kathy, how are you? I'm all right. How are you, Vincent? I uh, know, Kathy. I'm okay, my sister. Kathy, mm. you know, first of all, let's just be honest. Mm. Before we do anything, I'm, talk- I'm going to respond to Anonymous here. I myself was a public servant for over 15 years mm. until I left the public service. And the union guy as well, the PSA guy, can also add to what I'm going to say. Kathy, what Anonymous was referring to was the old apartheid system that was in the public service of calling rank and lake, whereby every three years you automatically got a promotion. That mm-hmm. was ended in 1997 mm. for the system that we have now. She is right. There are people who have got doctorates who are studying, who entered the public service, maybe with standard eight or with metric, and then they themselves a long time uh, along the way. But what happens is that in the public service, you apply for a post. The rank and leg thing was ended years ago because it was one of the biggest problems was that it created apathy within the public service. Mm. That is why the new administration came in. They changed it so that it gives even young people who are qualified from directly from school opportunities so that they can apply for posts. What she's talking about is that she's been sitting at the level five uh, position with her masters. Why has she not applied to other provinces? Why has she not applied for other posts? In the 15 years that I worked as a public servant, I entered the system as an administrative clerk. And I left the system as a chief administrative mm-hmm. clerk through promotions. But, but Vincent, 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 she she raised the issue of not being the preferred candidate. That How? even if you apply and you have the requis- requisite skills, if you're not deemed the preferred candidate, then you know your 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 opportunities in terms of getting that job are basically slim to none. But she, is she referring to her own departments or other? She cannot tell me that she's not a preferred candidate in all the other departments that she has applied to. Remember, there's no automatic promotion in public service. You have to apply for a post. You can, in correctional services, mm. apply to the SAPF, apply to health, as long as you meet the requirements. Now, the fault here might be that she's not doing well in interviews. Remember, when you apply for a post, there's a selection process where you go through an interview. Maybe she just, well, I know, I have also friends who have also applied for other posts, for many posts, and they're not getting. I apply for posts, I go for interviews, I get them. Like I'm telling you that I got promoted with the family through applications, through my own abilities. Mm. So if you can, have, you can, Kathy, you can have all the qualifications in the world, but if you cannot impress your potential employers that uh, this is who I am and this is what I can do, you are not going to get hired. And I've been through too many uh, Sure, but Vincent, the point that she's making is that she believes that part of why she was overlooked is because there were candidates who were put in those positions and those candidates aren't qualified. That's the issue that, that she's raising and that she's more qualified than some of these candidates, but somehow she still seems to not be up for consideration. That's the point that she's raising. So, Vincent, I'm, Vincent, Vincent, hang on. I'm going to ask you to stay on the line. I need to take a quick break. I'm going to wrap it up with you when we continue. 
Hashtag SAFM Talking Point. All right, so quite a number of callers getting in touch on this issue. Vincent, I'm going to ask you to wrap it up as quickly as possible for me okay, and let me continue with the other callers. Yeah. The question that you asked, Casey, about what the lady's problem, you know the biggest problem there is what? Is the guy sitting next to you or the guy on the follow with the union? Now, how PSA, SATU, they are all the same, or what we can say, they're all in the WhatsApp, same WhatsApp group. Because they are the ones who allow these situations that that lady is complaining about to happen. You can go complain to your union. That is a recourse that you have. Mm-hmm. Go complain to your union. But they do absolutely nothing, Casey. They must also uh, take part in uh, their responsibility in creating that mess. Okay. All right. All right, Vincent. Thanks for that call. Uh, Tepo in Pimville, good morning. Hi, this is Tepo. Uh, I'm all right. Thank you, sir. <laughs> How are you, man? No, Kathy's also fine. Kathy's <laughs> also fine. It's just it's just the listeners of the station that have decided that I need a prefix before my name. So okay, I'm, 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 I'm more than happy with Kathy as well. Okay, this is Kathy. Yeah, this is Kathy. Um, you, know, you know, the care employment issue is a fact. It's not even a suggestion or any opinion. You know, I've worked, I've got the... Uh, 18 years experience in a private sector mm-hmm. specializing in procurement. You know, the private sector, the, you know, the boards, you know, I started working for DNL, you know, dealing with delegate products. And uh, you know, the boards, they will teach you, sorry to say the boards, the white people, they will educate you, they will teach you how to learn the product and teach you how to do, to follow the procurement procedures, you know, everything, product knowledge, you name them. You know, my point is here, Sister Katie, I've been, you know, applying for a lot of public sector uh, positions. Mm. You know, there's a tool that they use, and now I'm taking on behalf of the coming youth so that they might go to the very center. You know, um, that 83 will fill in, do whatever it takes, and you can see that you qualify, you even more than qualify. For years, this case, we've been applying to get the entries, even applying for small positions, just to get an entry. Mm. This case, trust me, not even a reply or a regret letter whatsoever. Okay, Tapo, your line is getting worse as as you oh, go sorry. on, but but okay. I, I think I get the gist of what you're saying. Go on. Yeah, yeah. My point is, you know, we know that there are a lot of positions. I'm I'm currently unemployed, but mm. we know because of the retrenchment. But we, we know that there are a lot of posts advertised in different public sector departments. But it's a it's a mess. And it's a shame on our government we voted for, mm. for not even considering sending us a regret letter. At least the private sector will send you a regret letter. Mm. So they, I'm smelling a red that there's a lot of corruption in this case. That's my take. All right. All right, Tsepo. Thanks for calling in with that view. Tsepo's out in Pinville. Uh, to East London now. William, good morning. Dumela uh, Casey and the gentleman from the TSA. You know, Kathy, you know, I was in the police for 14 years. Mm. I never got promotion or nothing. You know, Kathy, what hurt me most, you know, is when a minister 
took a person with a metric and give that person without any interview mm. a position of deputy director. When the minister saw that he was about to be reshuffled, he gave that person a position of a director, which is brigadier. Mm. No knowledge, nothing, Katie. He doesn't understand anything. He was given this post because there are things that they are doing together. Kathy, mm. I've been there. I wrote uh, cases of nepotism, corruption. My report is in the minister since 20, 2002 till today. They never solved my issues. What they did to me, Kathy, when I was writing this report, they will call me at the head office and ask me, what do I want? Mm. So they want to entice me with positions. I refused, Katie. I refused. 14 years I was staying there. I, just, I, I told them when I resigned that I'm resigning. I'm not going to give you 30 days. I'm resigning. Within three days, I'm packing my things and I'm leaving. But I will never encourage my kid to work for a public sector. Now I'm out, Katie. I'm living well. I'm eating well. I'm working for myself. People who are working in the public sector, Katie, are demoralized. People are employing their kids. They're employing their friends. Right now we are hearing that the Deputy National Commissioner is an M- uh, he was appointed to, to that level of Lieutenant General without a metric. Mm-hmm. This is an ANC cadre. Now we are facing crime, Casey. Tell me, what is this guy going to give us? Whereas in the police, that people who are qualified with masters and PhD, but they are still down, down there. Mm. William, you, thank you very you, much. You've put you've put the point across very, very well, William, out in East London, and and I suppose that's that's really part of the problem. That at the end of the day, it is ordinary South Africans who who suffer because of the lack of capacity within different organs of state, Ruben? Yes, indeed, uh, indeed. If you look at the state at this point in time, the key uh, functions of the state when they realize that they really need them, they are agentized, meaning that they will take out that particular function and put it in an agency where they know that now we can't, you know, interfere with this one, we need these services. Uh, we've got very good examples of many of the functions that are taken out of the public service put in an agency because they require particular service. Like SASA, we know that it's part of social development, but it was taken out of that because of it was actually uh, you know, you know, infiltrated and not being able to function efficiently. And now it's SASA that must actually deal with issues of grants because nobody really wants to deal, uh, interfere with issues of grants. We know that... Um, Issues. Um, we've got so many agencies in the public service that are operating, and that is the issue of capacity. But we cannot tolerate public service that is um, is, is filled with a lot of people who are unqualified, who doesn't have experience, mm. who are delayed derailing the service to the public. Because here we're talking, talking about the public service case. We are talking about people who have got no options. Some have got options, like if you can afford to take your kid to a private school, you don't need the public service because you can go to a private school. Sure. If you can afford private security, 
that can you pay monthly that can uh, guard your house. You don't need the police. All right. If you if you can afford health, you can have a middle age. Go to a private uh, hospital. Then go to public. You, you don't need to go to Civico. So, but we cannot afford the majority of this country unable to get saved simply because people with the wrong qualifications, with no experience, being employed or being corrupted in terms Ruben? of nepotism, sitting in positions that they don't deserve. Let's leave it there for today. Rupin Malika is with the Public Service Association. I'm so sorry for all of those calls that we aren't able to take, but I see a lot of interest in this conversation. It's midday. Sakina Kamwendo up next with the update at noon.